TikTok radio. Oh, man. All your songs that are on the TikTok, now on one radio station. And uh, not going to lie, fellas. It's not a bad station. It's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> they, it's all the hits, man. But the, you know what's weird is that these songs like are entire, they're whole songs. I'm only used to about three to four seconds of them, but they're real whole songs. Yeah. Because, yeah, that, that, that song is played all the time on those little video snippets. And I get into these weird rabbit holes. So this is going to further erode the Jeremiah Johnson persona. But those dance videos where it's just like good-looking young people dancing and they're playing that song. Yeah. Yeah, I watched that whole sure. thing. Have you, have you heard of the thing about TikTok in China? Let me tell you about the thing in China, about TikTok in China. This is part of the overall global plan to erode Western culture. Oh, I have heard this one. You know this one? Yeah. Brian knows this one. So in, the algorithm on TikTok in China only promotes... Um, Things that'll make us dumber? No, at, the opposite. So it only promotes people doing like, I'm just, now I'm on drug. Uh, math. Impressive chess moves or solving math problems or a violin soloist. I mean, it's all. They reserve the make people dumber algorithm for the U.S. Yes. So in, so the algorithm there is, is promotes worthwhile activities oh under gosh, certain, that's so smart. whereas ours is hey let me shake my let me shake my ass to this justin bieber song which by the way follow me on tiktok you see all my dances you can see my renegade he's doing it for us right now live folks that he is something something like that hello everybody we are the freedom cats this is the freedom cats podcast I'm your host, Chris Plack. With me, he's a Dapper Dan man, Jody Claypool. No, I think the Dapper Dan guy would be Stefan. Have you seen my hair? It's always, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. I don't, no, I think if that's you keep a, this up, I'm that. going to R-U-N-N-O-F-T. Just like Mrs. Big Bloodsworth or something. R-U-N-N-O-F-T. She done R-U-N-N-O-F-T. To my left, maybe he's a Dapper Dan man. Yeah, definitely Dapper Dan. Look at that. Stephen King. He's got the Dapper Dan in there. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. It's, the George Clooney of our it's group. It's mostly uh, you White are the cl- You are the Clooney. I, I can appreciate that. You're, I, I mean, tend to uh, get a little verbose at times. You're John Turturro. Sure. And I'm um, uh, Pete. Pete's awesome. <laughs> Pete's great. He done got saved. Our movie today, Stefan, tell us about what you're bringing. Yeah. Oh, brother, fun. where art thou? Probably one of my favorite, like, sit and watch movies. Um, it's a rewatcher for me on a relatively regular uh, schedule, if you will. Um, it is a Coen Brothers movie. So Joel and Ethan Cohen uh, did it uh, back in 2000. And uh, I think one of the things I like a lot about it is because that's about the closest I get to books. Um, it is loosely based on the Odyssey by Homer. Uh, and I didn't shout know out, this. Shout out to the homie Homer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Rest hey, in peace. R.I.P. Homer. Yeah. Uh, it is uh, It's something that I 
actually watched the movie first. Okay. I was like, oh, this is a fun movie. And not until after I first watched it did I realize that there was a tie-in to The Odyssey. And now every time I watch it, I'm like, what's that a callback to? You know, the, there's the Cyclops, there are the Sirens, you know, all that type of stuff. Loses the wife for a while. Um, not that I've ever read The Odyssey. That's that's out of my my proper character, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's just a very entertaining movie. The other thing that I like about it is just the callbacks to the rural South in the in the thirties. Um, yeah, you know yeah. the chain gang and and all that type of stuff. That's that's the one part of the Odyssey I could relate to was the Southern racism. <laughs> <laughs> just the systematic racism that just permeates the. Yeah, entire. I was like, this is definitely that's you know permeates the whole book. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it does, actually. Um, you just said you never read the book. Yeah, the Odyssey. There's Southern racism in that it's everywhere. All, it's just, it's yeah. 100%. It. Yeah. It's right out of the gate. Just, Cows on barns and Southern racism. That's the Odyssey. That's, that's right. It. Yeah. That's That was my summary for the book report. Yeah. Yeah. Jody, you, re, you watched Oh Brother, Where Art Thou at the assistance of Stefan when he brought it here to the club. What did you think? I like it. I, I like the movie. I thought it was well done. Uh, it would not be a rewatcher for me, but I'm more into mental candy and less into personal enrichment. So <laughs> I'm more into mental candy than personal enrichment. Okay, okay. Um, I like the film. It has eleventh grade English class energy. Oh yeah, yeah, big time. Like I think since its release, that's probably the most it's ever been. Uh, since it's like theatrical release, that's probably the most it's ever been shown in the last twenty years. Is in eleventh grade English classes, <laughs> quite possibly. This is the movie that you read the Odyssey, right? And then after your Odyssey unit in your English class, the teacher throws on Oh Brother, oh, brother Where Art Thou? Hundred yeah. percent. I mean, and I, I don't. I don't know that that's happened, but I know that that's happened. Like that just is the vibe that this movie gives me because I mean, I like the movie, but I wish I didn't know all the Homer stuff because it does feel like I'm at my age now. I'm not looking for a mystery. Don't like things like metaphor. (laughs) I don't have time. That's I'm just, right. I'm done. Like life, life is a metaphor in, un, unto itself enough, right? I'm, I'm, I'm puzzling through life every day. I, when I sit down for my entertainment, like don't tell me that the blanket represents oppression in Eastern Europe in 1920. Like just let it be a blanket. And this movie is just full of, like when I watch it, I feel like I should have cliff notes with like, like it's a movie that feels like it, ha- it should have footnotes. Like I'm watching it and like, there's like the, you know, the, so the guys, the guys in the movie, uh, they, they escape a chain gang and then wackiness ensues. Right. And it's yeah. just really, it's a series. It's not even really a movie. It's a, it's like a series of short stories. Yeah. Right? Almost. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 it's, it, it, it's like an anthology almost the adventures of these three guys and they go, they meet all the, and at one point they, they meet a, a, a Robert Johnson type character, right? Guys at a crossroads, yeah. he sold his soul to the devil so he could play guitar real good. And, um, and I'm just watching it and I'm just, even this morning when I was, I did the rewatch, I'm like, this guy represents something. He probably represents, you know, I, 
rock and roll and it's being it's being subjugated and taken over and appropriated by white people and maybe that's what it was but at the same time but sometimes i just want it to be a guy who can play the guitar real good yeah i don't even know i i i'm sure that online you'd find something where okay this is all the tiebacks to to the odyssey or whatever i don't even know that that was necessarily one uh just fit into that story well with doing that song that they wanted to do and and uh kind of then brought back the po- politicians at the end in, in the KKK, and it was a good way to, to pull it all together. I just, I'm a big fan of Coen Brothers movies uh, because of the, the type of humor that it is. Um, I like those. So um, finding that guy, and I'm like, yeah, that's Robert Johnson for sure. Uh, a crossroads. Um, that, was, that was a scene that was kind of funny. The, the baby face Nelson. When we were talking about traveling, the baby face Nelson in the car, um, and his his ups and downs of uh, the lady that calls him baby face Nelson, like under her breath, and uh, his emotional roller coaster. Was it super easy to rob banks back then? It, it looked like it. I mean, it looks like it. I mean, it just. Yeah. Well, ask the ask the Warsaw Police Department. They they should know a little bit about robberies back then. Oh, like. A, like Dillinger, and yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah. I gotcha. mean, they were all over the place. It, it, I, the restaurant I ran was uh, the Barbie Hotel. There's a lot of tie-ins there with that, and there were some older folks that actually remembered these guys. And um, the best way that I could translate it from what they talked about was that these guys were like Robin Hood, in all reality. Like Al Capone, she knew Al Capone because when he would come to the hotel all the kids would show up and he's handing out like hundred dollar bills to him. Um, Riddled with syphilis. I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Like that's what he died at Capone. Yeah. Syphilis. He's like the American government. Elliot Ness and syphilis. That's what got him. Yeah. Tax evasion and syphilis. Yeah. Yeah. That's the name of my new album, by the way, whatever. Tax, Tax evasion and syphilis. Um, yeah, I just, I, just I, I, I was thinking about that this morning. Man, it was really easy to rob banks back then. Yeah, hey, you get dressed up. Yeah. You got dressed up in your nice threads and shined your shoes, went over to the bank, and ammo was apparently free because you're just shooting everything. Yeah. On free crime day, whenever that's a thing, like, are you... Like purge where does, Like purge? Like purge, sure. Yeah, where yeah. does robbing a bank lie on your, like, bucket list of, like, if you could commit a crime, would you... Now, I don't think it's a good choice. I mean, you get like $5,000 at most. Like, that's right. all they have on hand at any given time. I mean, back then, though, you know, it's yeah. it's hard currency and gold, you know, things like that. So, I mean, if you could just do it, you know, risk-free, just one time. Just one just time. Just to be able to yell, like, everybody, this is a robbery. I mean, that would be pretty amazing. Just as a, as a life experience, I'm not saying rob banks. I'm just saying what that must feel like to yell in a bank, everybody down, <laughs> put your hat, you know, like that would feel, it, that would be in thro- No? That's a callback to uh, Tommy Boy. He didn't mean to rob the bank. But yeah, if you just want to, I mean. It's going to be real quick. Again, I'm not endorsing robbing banks. Let me just make that clear. If there was I'm a town. Saying, there, I'm just saying. If there was a town. Be, what, an, what a life experience that would be. If there was a town where you could live out your fantasies, would that be one of your fantasies is to plan a successful robbery heist? I mean, even if the bank only had. Holy smokes. Oh, we're Westworlding now. 
Freedom Cats is brought to you by JC Innovations. We provide engineering services for medical device development and defense. It's also brought to you by Tippy River Adventures. Want to get on the Tippy River and enjoy the water with your friends and family? Come out, check us out, have some fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a total yeah. West world. Forget yeah. about escape rooms. What what an experience that would be. Set up a bank. You and your buddies, you have to rob the bank. That's like, it's a fake. Obviously, it's, you know. Yeah. And you've got like people in the bank milling about. You, you, you put together a crew. You have to like plan out the bank robbery, how you're going to do it. And then... Remember that time we just came up with a billion dollar idea <laughs> yeah. on the Freedom Cats podcast? But the people at the bank, like the security guards, have to try to stop you. So you That's legitimately whole, yeah. have to plan a successful bank. Yeah, robbery. you have to you have to like they like ahead of time. It's like someone comes and gives you the layout, right? They're like the they're the uh the the, the uh, Danny Ocean type, right? Okay. Yeah. Like the George Clooney, Danny Ocean type you meet you guys get together, like, all right, here's the bank. Here's the you've got guards here, you've got guards there, you got, you know maybe there's dye packs and like if you don't actually get the dye pack it really blows up when it's not really the dye but holy smokes that would be a lot of fun no hear me out that'd be so, a cool thing yeah, so sure. you create these clones that you're allowed to murder and so you <laughs> you put them in the bank you're too metal for your own good you're too metal for your own good like i have this nice thing it's just extras you know and you're like no murder them <laughs> That was from Westworld. Yeah, that That's not Westworld. my idea. Okay, don't make it. Don't make me the villain. I was just making a Westworld joke. <laughs> That's a pretty dope show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Forget escape rooms, man. Bank robberies. Yeah, that. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Modern bank robbery is not any fun. I mean, in my mind, like you're not going in there seeing people. They took faces, the life out stuff of it. like that. Yeah, I mean, it's not for the money. You're just doing it for fun. At it, this point, it's like The Office, where you're like, you're, where you're taken and. Uh, sit or office space, excuse me, yeah. where you're sitting back behind a computer and you're sifting like one penny off of every dollar that gets processed or whatever, and you're like, super, really the, slow. The Superman three, yeah, method. yeah, that's that's modern modern bank robbery. It's nowhere near as exciting and fun. Actually, modern bank robbery is you're the head of the Fed and you just keep printing and printing and printing and you just give it all out to your buddies. Man, yeah, there it is. Yeah, the printing of the is. money. There it is. Yes. There it is. Good to have you back, buddy. Um, all right. Yeah. So this movie, monster soundtrack. Oh yeah, killer. One of the killer. one of those times where the soundtrack becomes bigger than the movie. Sure. Like the the soundtrack made more money than the movie. people. Dudes were out there buying mandolins. Yeah. Like they were. This became. Uh, like almost a, a cultural moment in a sense. Like people like there's there are those times where a movie comes out or and the soundtrack and then people begin to try to like mold their personalities around that. Like guys were literally buying mandolins and getting into like old timey bluegrass, Alice in yeah. Krauss and stuff because yeah. of this movie and this soundtrack. It actually was kind of a turning point. This is again the movie was in two thousand, and like that uh, that whole like hipster folk uh, revival that's happened here recently, um, with a number of of smaller bands, 
you know, Dead South is one I can think of off the top, off the top of my head and a number of others. But that, that all kicked off like early to mid 2000s. Um, so 90s. you could have a point. Remember the, remember the swing thing in the late 90s? Yeah, I try to forget that. Yeah, that all came from Swinger. Remember, like Swinger's Oh, out. yeah, great movie. Yeah, love that movie. Not what it was about. That's one of those movies where you go back to it and you're like, wow, what I thought this movie was about when I was like 15. No, that's not what this movie's about. Like, <laughs> Vince Vaughn is not the hero of that movie. Um, but that movie, that soundtrack came out. I remember people were getting taking swing lessons and going out to bars oh, yeah. and doing like the whole, yeah. let me throw you over my head thing. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy played at the Super Bowl halftime show. Like, So it's one of those type of... That was one of the highlights of the Super Bowl halftime shows. What well, a top! That's probably like in my. I mean, it's in my top fifty. That performance. Top fifty. All right. Or forty, I guess. How many? How many Super Bowls are we at now? I don't know. Fifty-five, fifty-six, something like that. I quit watching like a few years ago. Massive sports fans here at the Freedom Cats podcast. Um, but yeah, it's in my top fifty performances. Super Bowl. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Joe, do you like the soundtrack? Yeah, that's it, fine. I wasn't going to buy a mandolin or anything. It wasn't like Harry Potter. I watched Harry Potter and went and bought an owl. <laughs> this is tremendous content right here. Like, meh, it's all right. Yeah. Now, here, shame on me. Is Dapper Dan an actual thing? Is that a brand of hair tar or whatever he was putting in his hair? No idea. Pomade, you mean? Pomade, there you go, yeah. yes. Yeah. Uncultured swine. Sometimes I feel um, like we are literally in that town. He was looking for the Dapper Dan in the geographical oddity. Everything's two weeks. Two away. weeks from everywhere. Yeah, I'm looking up whether or not Dapper Dan is, is a real, real product. What was the significance Hold of it. now? The- okay, so I can't. Here's the thing. Yes, you can buy Dapper Dan pomade. Now here's the problem. We're looking this up 22 years after the movie came out. Was it around before the movie? Was or? it was Dapper Dan around before the movie, or did they create thanks a to the product? movie success? Yeah. Much like the uh, Red Swing Line Stapler, you know, pro- before Office Space. Yeah, nobody cared. No, no, they didn't make it. Oh, okay. Swing Line didn't have a red. Didn't make a red stapler. I did not know that. Yeah, and they were they, there were so many requests for it after Office Space that they started producing the red swing lightsaber, and it's been their number one seller ever since. Is this... That's, a, that's true. Look that up. That's a true story. Um, is this a red swing line stapler kind of situation, or did the Dapper Dan brand pomade, which if I was going to use a pomade, I think I'd be a Dapper Dan man. Damn it. Um, my son uses pomade. He's seven. So that's the, that's that's not mousse. It's a like a. It's a gel, but it's like a current. Like, like his a, room does. Like, like his hair, it doesn't move. Yeah. All day. Yeah, it's like a heavy wax yeah. type stuff. Yeah. We started going to a fades and fades and blades, Winona Avenue here in Warsaw. Yeah. Dudes are dope. They do like uh, beard trimming stuff like that. I'm, I'm gonna. I don't know. Okay. I was gonna say. I was gonna. Just thought an absolute if you're listening, they, let me know. Yeah, that place I've been is cool, looking though. for a place to go. Like pool table in the back. Okay. Like there's like a very strong like like 
Vatos kind of vibe to it. There's a lot of skeletons on the walls and stuff, like skeletons playing pool and skeletons like giving haircuts and stuff to other skeletons, which I think is dope. Um, super. Yeah. Anyway, they they started take, started taking my son there, and they put like lightning bolts in the side of his head and stuff. Place nice. is rad. Yeah. Basically. As for the panini, next time you go, the panini. I, yeah, I just saw this on I don't know Facebook or whatever. Talking about putting the lines in the head. Yeah. And uh, the the barber asks, like, what are you thinking? He's like, have you ever seen a panini? And they're like, oh, I can do that. So there's lines that go from, like, side of the head up here all the way down the beard, all the way down the face. It's the panini. <laughs> so dope. Um, yeah, they gave him a pomade. I thought, man. Kind of thought my boy would be a Dapper Dan man, honestly. But, unfortunately, he's, he's another brand. After he puts the pomade in his hair do you say you're looking dapper well it's weird he's always asking for a hairnet though afterwards which is like again you're sad <laughs> what are you doing what are you doing well played um cohen brothers obviously legendary filmmakers um you of all the cohen brother movies that you could have brought to the table this was the one you chose what yeah. puts this ahead yeah. of movies like fargo true grit no Country for Old Men, Raising Arizona. Oh, Hudsucker Proxy, man. You know they're all they're all pretty fire. Um, reason I would pick this one in particular, I think it has to do with the uh, the nostalgia of it for me. As far when as like when I was, you know, yeah, yeah, working hard on a gant chain. No, I mean as far as where I where in life I saw it. Yeah, Raising Arizona's great. Um, and, you know, some of the others, I've seen them all, but it has to do with, like, where I saw it in life. You know, I was just about to get married, you know, engaged at the time, and, uh, you know, still living it up before kids. Um, and honestly, I have to say, you know, I like George Clooney as an actor, personally, between this and... Um, the uh, men who stare at goats. Those are probably my two favorite, uh, two favorite uh, movies that he's been in. Just because they're off the wall, and I like him as an off the wall character. Tell us about it. Just, you were thinking about like how yeah. it reminded you of like the good old days. Yeah. Oh, Lord. I'm sorry. I thought yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, was, I was paying attention trying to make that bit. Um, Who Clooney, doesn't? You're pro Clooney, anti Clooney. What were you saying? Uh, I'm pro Clooney in this movie and and other movies like it as far as his characterization, like that Men Who Stare at Goats. I like that. I'm not pro Clooney as far as coffee commercials. Yes. He's... Or romantic comedies. You know any of that type of stuff. I'm not. Not a fan. I love him. I've been enchanted since the Doug Ross days. I tell you what, the <laughs> man, the man, I mean, even when he's bad, he's still Clooney. You know, he just has that yeah. sort of like, George Clooney is a movie star. Ah, he's a movie star. Like Daniel Day-Lewis, actor. George Clooney, movie star. I still have a chip on my shoulder about George Clooney, though, ruining all the Batmans. Okay, you're going to, it's George Clooney's fault. 
No, I'm going to blame Schumacher. But Schumacher put nipples on the suit way before George Clooney ever showed up. You cannot put that on George Clooney. I'm still putting it partially on him. Yes. The man's come out and said, I'm "There's no blame to go just, around." He, the man has owned it, though. He said he's he's taken the hit. He said, "I'm sorry for ruining Batman," even though it's not his yeah. fault. That's the kind of class act that George Clooney is. He saw the nipples on the suit. He yeah. still signed up to put it yes. on. Yes, two words: Michael Clayton. That movie alone. You see Michael Clayton? Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody's seen Michael Clayton. <sighs> so good. Oh, the oceans, up in the air, dust till dawn, gravity. Gravity up really? in the air. The perfect you, storm, Bobby. You, you threw gravity in the list. He threw up in the air in the list. Let's be honest. Up in the air is a up in the air is good. I actually like that movie. Yeah, yeah. but Anna Kendrick. That's why I like that movie. Out of sight. Fantastic Mr. Fox is even good. Actually, and Fantastic Mr. Fox is another one that yeah. reminds me of this role and and some of the others that he's done. It's not not exactly mainstream. Yeah, I'm a Clooney. I'm a Clooney stan. Like the dude, I'm just I'm in. He's one of those. You tell me, Clooney's in. Did you? So I, I understand. Uh, family movie night. Fantastic Mr. Fox got a thumbs down. Yeah, and and how did you feel well, listen, about my that? Family's, being a my, fan? my family's taste in film is suspect, and I'm working on it. It's a project, <laughs> but it's suspect because, like, so we do this family pe- uh, family pizza movie night, right? Where mm-hmm. we go get it's you know we go order a pe- order a couple pizzas, and then there's a rotating pick, and you get to pick and. There's no, there's no amending someone's pick. There's no, you know, it, the pick is sanctified. The pick is the pick. Y'all got to sit Bonified. there. You, y'all got to sit there. Y'all got to watch it. So I'm, I have the record for the most bad picks. Cause at the end of the time we do like a rating. Hey, what'd you give it? Five out of five. You know, <laughs> usually, usually the kid thousand, you know, that kind of, you know, yeah. And, but, um, yeah, I have the most one star picks at three. And and it's 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 garbage, utter garbage. Fantastic Mr. Fox, which is have you ever seen the Fantastic Mr. Fox? Yeah. Okay, it's a good movie. Yeah, I mean it's it's basically Claymation. a heist a heist movie with yeah. a farmer. It's a heist movie for kids. It's like Fisher Price, my first heist movie. Yeah. It's it's I love it. I love a heist movie. Probably my favorite genre of film. Like you get guys in a room talking about robbing something. You've got my nine dollars. <laughs> like I mean, I'm in. Um, so, Fantastic Mr. Fox, one star by my family. Robin Hood, the Disney animated. The kids one? Like, Robin Hood and Little John yeah, walk yeah, through yeah. the forest. One star. Oh, man. Right? Suspect. That's, that's a great movie. Suspect. Freedom Cats is brought to you by 24-7 Cars. Are you looking for an affordable vehicle that you'll love? Then come see us at 24-7 Cars. With two locations to serve you in Laurel and Bluffton, you'll find what you're looking for at 24-7 Cars. Fact. Finally, Rango. That's yeah. a good one, too. Yeah. Rango was a tough watch. like Because Rango definitely has, whereas this movie... Oh, Brother Art, though, has 11th grade English teacher energy. Rango has, like, freshman film student energy to it. Yeah. Like, it's just chock full of, like, they're just doing these, they're recreating all these scenes and all these shots, but instead of actors, you know, it's a snake and a lizard, you know. So, like, there's just some guy who took, like, you know, his first. Yeah, there's a a guy, anyone who, like, their first year of film school watches that movie and just, (gasps) Peckinpah. 
the homage. Right. But seven-year-olds, not so much. Right. Yeah. So those are my three. Again, all three, I think, defensible, good movies. But my kids and my wife, more it's my wife, and then they follow her lead. Uh, yes, I have that? that. I have that same situation. Yeah, well, oh, mommy doesn't yeah. like it? Yeah, it's crap. Yeah. yeah. Mommy could turn on, like, po- say Pokemon was bad, and the kids would some would flip just like that. Pokemon is bad. It's My kid likes it. The cartoon or the Ryan Reynolds uh, whatever? The movie? Sorry about yeah. that. Did? Um, we dug both. My poor kid, my kid, though, he was a six-year-old boy who got into Pokemon the same time, like, 30-year-olds remembered that they were into Pokemon. So, like, tried to, like, go to the store to get the packs because I'm, I'm kind of that dad. Like, I'll make, you know, hey, I'm weirdest thing i stopped and found a barbie at the office isn't that weird <laughs> yeah like just dropping stuff on him drives my wife nuts but like i try to get pokemon card packs for my kid and yeah this is a tough impossible. place to be right i now. would go to yeah. walmart trying to get them and i would be faced with the the ire and anger of clerks who've had to deal with people there like guys waiting at 2 a.m for like the drop and they think you're one of and them they think i'm one of them and yeah. i'm not like you know, and I'm like, no, I'm here for my kid. Yeah, sure you are, pal. No, no, <laughs> truly, yeah, I'm here for my son. And so now he's off of that. Yeah. Try wearing bigger t-shirts. You don't want to go in with a skin tight t-shirt with your gut hanging out and being like, I want a Pokemon card. Bro, I you're definitely you're definitely fitting in that category. Bro, I worked for this. This didn't just happen. No, I know you show, look good. You look show, good. Show it off. I'm more or less making fun of the people that go buy Pokemon cards for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Asher does this weird, like, rotation. So it's Pokemon for a while. Then it's, uh, what's the, the ball? The Bakugan. Bakugan. Yeah. And the then kids it's into that one right now. Fantastic. Yeah. The, the battle tops or whatever. Uh, Beyblades. Yes, there we go. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah it's a rotation. It goes like yeah. in those three. Yeah, mine similar. My kid is uh, Pokemon cards, Lego, and then we'll go into like action figures, like his, whether it's a Star Wars action figures or like his little Marvel action figures or whatever. But like action, and then just mm-hmm. yeah, it's that three. Go. Yeah. So okay, I was gonna ask something, but I, I think I know the answer. No, now. Please. So you you were talking about Pokemon. What's the other one? Beyblade, and then the other one. Bakugan. So isn't there a, there's a whole, what do they call it, manga, manga uh, associated to that? It's a whole cartoon comic yeah. series. Did you, does your kid get into the cartoon um, comic series where they start reading the book like backwards? Have you seen those books, those manga books? The, the, uh, where they're written in English, but they're supposed to be read the same way you'd read it in Japanese yeah. from, from back to front. See, yeah. I, I, I'm, in a, I'm in a quandary. Because I have a thousand percent know what he's talking about. But then it's like, you know, I've already like, no, I'm here for my kid. I don't even know what he's like. I feel like he's baiting me. I, I don't know what to believe. Like, I don't know if he's actually asking or, if you know, if he's going to steal my lunch money if I say I know what manga is. And I totally was taking it a different way. I thought you were going to be like, okay, Jeremiah Johnson's sitting over here asking me about well, there's that Japanese piece too. There, Well, there's that piece, too, because he was way too specifically vague about it just yes. then. Like, you know, these ones where, I don't know, man, I heard that, like, you read them from back to front celebrating the art of Japanese literature. But I mean, like, I've I don't never need, seen them, but... I've never seen them, but I also heard 
heard that maybe, you know, <laughs> a lot of them come in like 15 book series and then those are the chapter. You know, I don't know, but it's just what I heard. People tell me that they read them from like the, the back for some reason. And I, I don't know why. And you could like, and some people tell me that they prefer like the, 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 the subbed titled versions of anime, but that the purists really prefer the actual dubbed version or the other way around. I don't even know, but like, I also heard that like Crunchyroll is the best app to get good anime on, but like that some people like, which is it, Jody? No, no, Hongle no, Karimas. No, no. Like he'll he watch it. He'll uh, uh, Netflix has some of the shows, and again, it's one of these things where it's like. Um, you might have been into Pokemon 30 years ago or 20 years ago or whatever and then got out of it, but they didn't stop. Like, they didn't, they kept making stuff. They kept yeah. putting stuff yeah. out for the last 20, 25 years. So, like, you go, like, he liked, the po- he liked Pokemon. So, I got a game on the Switch for it and start trying to watch the shows. But there's 25 years of content there. And it's like, where do you, I mean, Power Rangers. He was into Power Rangers for a minute. And there's like, again, that's another one. You might have been into Power Rangers back in the day and then got out of it, but they didn't stop. That thing's that train kept on going. Yeah, that's a tough place to be as a dad, too, because I remember being able to get that stuff like as a in a discount at a garage sale. You can't get that anymore. No. No. So if you want to invite your kid into that world, you're shoveling out some coin. Yeah, I, I, I stopped doing that pretty quick because like I was started watching like old Transformers and G.I. Joe with my kid. Yeah. Because it's all available and I, I you know, I'm I'm just trying to turn him into a little me, right? It's just that's the well, you can live vicariously. That's, that's you can relive point. that whole phase of your life again with Absolutely. a little buddy of yours. Absolutely. Yeah. So he did, but then he was like, he wanted Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes, and you know, he mm-hmm. wanted GI Joe figures, and those aren't easy to come by. And the dudes who still have them, if you want to buy them from them, they're at a very steep price. You know, yeah. 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 Bunch oh, of guys. Same way. Keep like, them in the box, reading their mangas from back to back to front. Watch these movies when I was a kid, Asher. You, you need to watch those. You know, like uh, Dark Crystal was oh. one of my faves as a yes, kid. Yes, that's when Jim Henson reached epic level. See, okay, but okay. Now that's the thing. I one of the things I struggle with is when do you roll those out? Like my kids, they are have to be age seven. appropriate. My kids right. are seven, right. and like I saw it too young. Like I, there's a so it scarred you. Maybe I loved the movie because I saw it too young, and it was scary to me. Yeah, and I'm like, There's oh, something yeah, to that. This is scary. Yeah. And yeah. now I look back, I'm like, this isn't scary at all. But I'm like, hey Asher, you want to watch a movie that I thought I was? It was scary. He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right, let's watch this. Yes. Okay, but I okay, fair. But I saw like I saw Predator at my son's age. Same. I feel yeah. like I'd be doing him yeah. a disservice if I showed him Predator for at sure. his age. For sure. We live in a different world now. Grandparents had HBO on cable, so we got to see all those fun We movies. went to the theater. Yeah, my folks took me. Dad took me to the theater. We went and saw Predator. Yeah, I mean, it used to be when I was that age, you take a kid to go see Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, you know? Saw that one and that yeah, one. Yes. Um, num shibai. Um, num shibai. Um, num shibai. Yeah. Kalima. No. Kalima shot the day. I don't know what I just said, but it's, it's in there. Indie for craziness. Yeah. So that's a, it's a tough one. Now, oh, brother, where art thou? 
mean, we'll watch that t- probably this weekend. That's gonna be my pick. For, for uh, me and Asher have watched it a few times. So you're gonna have yeah, to go buy some yeah. Dapper Dan. Throw that in the kids' it, hair. To say the least, it's an entertaining jaunt, if you will. And I and I love the Pete character. He is just a gomer, and I love that. Yeah, that's great. They turned him into a toad. <laughs> Where the the early one, I, I there's a few spots. The early, uh, the early vote for who's the leader, mm-hmm. and you know George Clooney and the John Turturro character both vote for themselves, and then Pete just says, "I'm with you, fellas." It is, yeah, doesn't get it. it. Like that's a character for me that I just thoroughly enjoy watching. It's um, it's an incredibly sweet movie. It's just sure. a sweet movie. It is, yeah. It it it, it, it 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 doesn't have the there's a cynicism that's in some of their other films like Fargo that isn't here. Like every mm-hmm. even the bad guys, the villains in this movie are endearing in some way or another. Yeah. I mean, I'm not this isn't a tacit endorsement of like the KKK or anything, but I get it. Even the there there's a numb scullery to them that's that right. makes them kind of sweet. Um I I I'm a fan of this movie. I like it. It's probably not my favorite. It's definitely not my favorite Coen Brothers movie. But it is something you can watch with the kids. You can't watch Fargo with the kids. No, no. But I think this would be this would be like if you were to like introduce your kids to like the Coen Brothers. I think like this is probably your best sort of jumping on point. Probably. Yeah, this or uh, Raising Arizona, one of the two. That's a good movie. I, man, love that movie. Yeah. That's probably my favorite Coen Brothers. Yeah. Raising Arizona. And that one dates. That one goes back. That was probably my favorite. Obviously, like, Fargo is up there. Yeah. I, I was going to say Fargo is probably but top of the list for me. It's just so funny and gritty at the same time. Yeah. And I hold a a really strong place in my heart for the Hudsucker Proxy. Yes. Okay, so line from Hudsucker Proxy. Pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's that's my line. Anytime somebody says Hudsucker Proxy, I go, pants. pants. <laughs> uh, this is uh, the best single line ever. Good. So, Stefan, you brought this to the club. I'm going to assume that you think it should go on the wall. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm I'm a huge fan. So, it's up to the jury, however, to deliberate. I'd say no. Why? Because once we start down the the path of Coen Brothers films, this one doesn't rise to the level of meeting our canon stamp. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I would I would enjoy it, but like you said, this is it. This is an eleventh grade English. Film, uh, there. When I'm watching it, I'm enjoying the sweetness of the journey, but I can't help but try to figure out the symbolism part, like the the guy pumping the old school single man cart on the railroad track. The oracle. The oracle brings up the cow on the barn, yeah. and then you wait the until the fortune end. you seek will not be the fortune that you find. Well, well done. That was nice. Yeah, that was very good. Appreciate it. So that starts the whole like process of me having to think. 
that it could be my bias too because <laughs> I like to just zone out and be fed mental candy. You know, and get fat on mental candy. There is a list. Okay, I'm kind of with you on that. This a little bit now. I don't know. Like, so you're. Let me ask you a question though. So you're saying. Freedom Cats podcast is brought to you by Hoplor Brewing with two locations in the historic Leesburg Mill and the new location on Market Street. We brew with innovation. In the future, if we had another Coen Brothers film, your process would be we already have a Coen Brothers film. I would say if you've got a whole. Uh, compendium of Coen's Brothers you films. Would they, one, you would leave one out because yeah. you already have one. That's right. You can't have them all in there. Well, I don't think that's an issue. Like, Hail Caesar's not coming to the list at any point ever. <laughs> <laughs> not good. And George know. Clooney's in that one. So you yeah. Think, I mean, I'm still, it's George Clooney, so it's a, it's a six already. Like, out of the box. Having not even seen it, it's, at, it's already a baseline six. And it's up from there. Okay. Well, yeah, I would say no. I'm going to say no on this one. I mean, I do agree with the, I mean, obviously the the, the English class energy. Like, uh, this reminds me a lot of, like, it, in some ways it reminds me a lot of, like, Baz Luhrmann's uh, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, sure. Like, well, you, really hot in the moment. Of course and you're going to you're gonna agree with it. You brought it up. I regurgitated it. So you're yes, agreeing no, with you yourself. Know, I, I'm, agreeing, I'm agreeing with my own point. <laughs> That's uh, um, That came out about the same time, too, didn't it? couple years prior yeah, yeah yeah around the same time uh, but again a movie that very popular people were like oh my gosh it's shakespeare but they have guns and you know it's yeah. like modern times yeah, yeah. and then now when was the last time somebody was like hey you know i, I watched romeo and juliet the other night man that movie slaps like you <laughs> just know like only that's the movie that you watch in english class now that's it um so boy do if you're telling me that we can't have multiple films by the same director which no, I, I'm not. I'm not setting that as a precedent. Okay, because if that's the case, then no, I'm not. This, right. I can't have this. Won't be the only Coen Brothers film in the list because Raising Arizona is a thing. Fargo, very real. That sucker proxy. Ah, true Grit. Yeah, True Grit. Right on. One of the best remakes I've seen in a long time. Um, the Fargo movie title, however, does not translate well into uh, Chinese. I've heard this. What is it? It's like murder in white cream or something like that. Yeah, it's actually fantastic. Yeah, like Coca Cola was licking the frog or something like that. <laughs> yeah, all um, sorts of weird translations. Languages are cool. Um, I'm gonna say yes. I'm gonna say yes. This goes in the canon. This gets a canon vote. So you got two yeses, one no. Yeses, one, one no. no. Ryan. Uh, I'm a yes, but I had no clue about the Homer tie-in. So this whole morning, I've just been like uh, extremely on a deep dive, I feel like. Oh, man. Brian, I've watched this movie like seven times, Poor too. Brian. Brian yeah. was just enjoying his life. Like, I know. I and like I'm like, movie. what the? Brian's like, it's just a fun romp through the deep south. And no, it's, there's, yeah. No, it's well. Uh, that's what I probably appreciate most about the movie is that you don't have to know. I wish I had known about. It. I wish I hadn't known it. You don't I, have. To I know can't go back now. The, I can't go back. <laughs> There's no going back. You don't have to know about the source material anyway to find it entertaining. Yeah. Um. So I think that's what I where where I would separate that from like the Romeo and Juliet 
um, as far as like, oh, these are the lines that they used in the play, and da, 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 da. and it was like, okay, this is an entertaining movie across the deep south during the depression. If you didn't know anything about it, like Brian said, it's just a fun, entertaining movie. Um, so that's that's my favorite par- aspect of this movie is it it fits on a couple different levels. Yeah, today was definitely a dot connecting day for me just listening to you guys. I was like, oh, I'm freaking out. Good deed done for the day. Boom. I could be a complete jerk the rest of the day. Oh, hell yeah. Um, all right, so I think it's a it's a yes. Oh, brother, where art thou? Has made, gets put on the shelf, gets put on the wall. It's it is canon. It is part of the Freedom Cats canon. Jody, I think you need to give. I need you think you need to watch this again and do a little self reflecting, um, and really think about, you know, what is it about you that doesn't and like things like joy. Instead, I'm going to read some of my manga. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, that is awesome. Um, all right. Well, so another one in the in on the shelf. So I get the next Jody, pick. Jody, you get the next pick. What are you doing? What are you gonna do? Princess yeah. Bride. Inconceivable. All right, I can live with that. Princess Bride. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I like this. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. He's just mostly you, dead. You want to go right now? Because I can. Yeah, you, yeah you let's know. just keep, keep rolling on this one. No, let's wait. <laughs> let's wait. Let's wait. So uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this is the Freedom Cats podcast. Meow. Meow. One of these days we're going to hit it. Uh, on behalf of everybody here, Jody, Stefan, Brian, thank you so much. Take care of yourself and each other. <laughs>